Hello and welcome. This is the Bits vs. By podcast. I'm your host, Amar Grich, and today with me is uh, Rolf de Groot. He is uh, one of the founders for Restauranto. Hey, Welcome. yes, thanks for having me. Uh, no problem at all. I think it's uh, very interesting to to look into what you are doing. So uh, could you tell me a little bit about yourself and also how you got to start Restauranto? Yeah, so my name is Rolf de Groot. I'm Dutch and uh, it was right after I graduated. I studied business administration in Rotterdam that I uh, decided to travel and I, uh, I traveled through Africa, uh, the east part of it. And uh, which was really nice. It was beautiful. And at some point, uh, we decided to go uh, with a bus from Uganda to Tanzania, which was a 52-hour bus drive without airco. Oh my god! <laughs> which was quite hardcore, but like in hindsight, one of the most uh, yeah, beautiful ex- um, experiences I've ever experienced. Um, and I was reading uh, the news on, a, on my on my phone. And I read an article uh, which was saying that a lot of restaurants are throwing away a lot of food in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And it was when I was reading that, I looked outside and I saw kids, you know, begging for food. And yeah, yeah, you see the poverty. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot of poverty going on over there. But when you see it, I don't know, it impacted me quite a lot. So I was reading that we are throwing away a lot of food and they are, yeah, they don't have enough food, mm-hmm. which for me was really a trigger. Like I need to do something with it. Like I don't know what, but I want to do something with that. Um, so then when I got back home, I was thinking about that. And then the idea for uh, the first Restauranto app came, which was an application which could be used by restaurants to uh, to tell people around their restaurant like hey we have food which is about to expire come and get it for like a big discount and then for every meal you book we will donate a meal to a kid in Uganda mm. that was uh, that the, was how it started basically. that was the idea yeah so uh, to get back to that uh, to that first part so you graduated and then you had uh, an idea to to travel why was that um I was quite young uh, when I graduated I was like. 22 mm-hmm. and i wasn't really sure what i was going to do like i knew i wanted to do a startup or, I, don't know, I don't know i wanted to be an entrepreneur but mm-hmm. i had no clue what and i had some savings so i figured you know this is the time let's just go for it and i went to asia but then also yeah to africa and it was pretty cool why those two because of the different cultures or why was that yeah it was uh, the reason why i went to africa is because a friend of mine he was involved in a charity and he asked if i could help him out a little bit so i decided yeah let's do that and uh yeah that's when uh, i went Mm. there and where where did that uh feeling of changing something in this this kind of space come from because that's it has a really noble cause when you think about it right so why was that so why did you uh why did you feel someone needed something needed to be done even though of course you saw the the impact that it was having there but uh, have you always had that feeling of trying to change something to try and impact something Mm, I'm definitely not definitely not gonna say that I'm like Mother Teresa or anything <laughs> like that. Like not at all. No. Um, but I do feel like we are quite lucky to to live here in the Netherlands mm-hmm. and to be born here. You know, good education. Um, and I think that yeah, that's basically what makes it for me. Like, hey, if there's anything I can do, I think we should do it yeah. if it's possible. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, uh, a lot of people don't think that way, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people do donate to charities and stuff like that, but really try and change something in our society, which is yeah. even more impact. Uh, that doesn't happen a lot. So, 
when I, when I look at the app, so what? Uh, how does it work? So how does it work for someone that wants to uh, use the app, but also how did you get to this point where you're at right now? Because you went through a few versions to yeah. get here. So yeah, so I'll first explain what the app does. Yeah. So the app is called Restoranto. And uh, what it does, it, uh, it shows you the menus of restaurants around you, but the prices of these menus, they aren't fixed. So uh, they fluctuate based on when you want to eat. Uh, what time, what day, what restaurant. So um, th th we do this to help restaurants uh, get people in the door when there's not a lot of people uh, there. So for you as a consumer, this means that going out to a restaurant when there's not a lot of people there means higher discounts. Mm -hmm. So you get rewarded to go during off-peak hours to these restaurants. Oh, okay, okay. And the, the first idea was the one with the expiration and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so basically what we noticed is restaurants, they, they are willing to give discounts if their food expires. Mm -hmm. But we started uh, also noticing that restaurants, they are also putting up discounts just because they want people during the slow hours. Mm. So then I was thinking like, hey, these restaurants, they are, not, they are not willing to always give discounts, but if there's not a lot of people there, they are willing to give these discounts. Yeah. So yeah. that first experiment basically eventually resulted into this, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you kind of have the, 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 when you look at the website and stuff like that, you're always already saying like, okay, it can be up to 70%, yeah. right? Yeah. So, uh, how does that even work? <laughs> because <laughs> usually when you look at prices in restaurants, okay, they're pretty high sometimes, but uh, you're not, it's not that high that you say people are making, I don't know, 70% margins are on things. So how does that work? Yeah. So when we sign up a restaurant, they give us the menu and they tell us these are the normal prices, but these are our minimum prices. Like we are, we are willing to give it away for this price. And then we, we wrote an, yeah, you can call it an algorithm or formula, which then will calculate like, okay, right now, this is not so, not a busy moment. Uh, there's not a lot of people around there. There's not a lot of people in the restaurant. So we will push the price towards the bottom end mm. uh, of their price setting. And uh, so, yes, the prices, uh, the discounts are uh, up to 70%, but that's only when there's not a lot of people in the restaurant yeah. and it's right. only the first few bookings like because if you book and i book 10 minutes later at the same restaurant i will already pay more than you yeah, yeah. okay that makes sense so how do you know when the busy times are because that's that can fluctuate between restaurants yes definitely so we use uh, data uh, from the restaurants in the past like we know which days are slow days we know which times are slow uh, slow hours and we use that data uh, in combination with like real time data from the restaurant yeah. yeah because i can i don't know if google maps supports it but you you know when google maps has the kind of yeah uh, this is how busy it is yeah right? so we use that that data in combination with just talking to the restaurant like hey can you show us which what are good days what are bad days yeah so we it is indeed different for each restaurant so uh, uh do you need to uh fill that in uh manually or is it something that you already integrate with maybe their uh, with their kind of register system or whatever you want yeah to we're working on that right now to yeah. co uh, to cooperate with these register systems yeah. uh, but a lot of it we do manually and then uh, we check uh, real time we check on the bookings we are getting through our app yeah uh, to sort of determine whether it's busy or not yeah so people probably ask you what's in it for the restaurants right so uh of course, everybody knows it's it's good to not waste food and stuff like yeah. that, and uh, get more people at, at at different times. But what's actually in it for them? Yeah. So I would like to compare it with a plane. 
Uh, let's say there's a plane which is flying tomorrow from the Netherlands to whatever, Bali. And the plane is half, it's half filled. There's uh, a lot of empty seats left over. At that moment, they're willing to give a huge discount because it's flying anyway and they want to fill up the seats. I think with a restaurant, it's not one-on-one similar, but there's a lot of similarities uh, because they have food already, which they bought. They have their uh, their, off- uh, their building, like they're already paying rent. They have staff, which is already there. Like yeah. There's a lot of fixed costs, which they're already paying. And during those moments, it's better to still make a sale, but like on a lower profit than not make a sale at all. Yeah, because uh, in the sum of it all, it has more mass, right? It, yeah. you, you, you're, getting, you're getting money in. Yeah. That's the thing. Because uh, the crazy thing to me is that sometimes I'm, I'm walking past restaurants and I'm like, how do, how do these guys even make money, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, I understand that. They, yeah. they open at like three, uh, 3 in the afternoon or something like that, and nobody's going to come in at 3 yeah, at the, in the afternoon. Yeah, I'm wondering sometimes as well, how does, <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, how, what, um, what, what types of restaurants do you usually, um, usually support? So I can imagine that uh, there, there are a lot of restaurants that want this, right? So uh, what, what types are there? Yeah. So uh, another feature of this app, so it's, it's one, it's the dynamic prices. So discounts when there's not a lot of people. Uh, but the second one is pre-ordering. So uh, if you book through Restauranto, you can already inform the restaurant like, hey, this is what I want to eat. This is the time I want to eat it, uh, which will then make that if you arrive at the restaurant, the food is ready. So what we currently see is a lot of the restaurants which are signing up at Restauranto, they are close uh, to office buildings because yeah, people who have a job, they might have a 30-minute lunch break. They have the money to go to these restaurants, but they don't have the time. Mm. So they will just skip that restaurant, maybe go to a supermarket, buy food. But now if they are able to pre-order, they can go to the restaurant, eat there. And when they're done eating, they can just leave because they already paid through the app. Mm. So... Uh, Restauranto enables these restaurants to open up for a new target group during lunch, basically. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, that that's that is during a good hour, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you maybe won't get the discounts that you would expect there. I right? mean, you can still decide to go for lunch one hour later or yeah, earlier. Sure. But yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, because if you're doing it between, I mean, in 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 the Netherlands, it's usually between twelve and one, yeah, something exactly. like that. Uh, so if you go at like maybe half past one or whatever, so it it would be it could be a better one. Yeah, it's interesting because the, the, I I um we have a restaurant just next to our building here. Yeah. So uh, when we when we go there, we're like okay, but I have to order and it's gonna <laughs> take maybe. Uh, maybe 15 to 20 minutes at least to to get my order and get yeah. everything ready right and that that's that's something that's maybe that's even in some cases more interesting than just the din scouts right it's just saving time yeah so in the beginning we we didn't have the dynamic prices we only had the pre-ordering mm. uh, and what we saw then is like it was used by like mostly business people but now actually what i'm seeing is i think students and mm. like there, there's a different type of group who's now also using our app yeah so for us that's also quite interesting like who should we target like maybe it's both target mm. groups yeah. yeah yeah that's what we're figuring out I, right now yeah i think it's both in that sense because um students are always looking for a bargain <laughs> of course <laughs> yes. but, uh, but they also have irregular times right yeah and that's the thing they're flexible they're flexible in that sense that uh, i mean uh, usually businesses you will see that uh, people go around the same time right so they're going at 12 or uh, half past 12 or whatever yeah uh, but students are like okay maybe i get up at 
at one or something. Yeah, like that, right. No, I, uh, a few weeks ago I was at one of our restaurants and I I booked uh, through Restaurante, obviously. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> eat your own dog food <laughs> yeah. in that sense. Yeah. So I was there and uh, then I heard a guy came in. He's like, yeah, yeah, hey, I ordered through Restaurante. Oh, okay, go have a seat. Great. So I I went to him like, hey, uh, you know. I heard you use Restauranto. I work there. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Do you like it? He was like, dude, this is awesome. It saved me so much money. Like he was obviously the student who uses it yeah, to yeah. save money, which was really cool to yeah. hear that from him. Yeah, and they, they of course, need to go to school and school hours can be irregular and yeah. stuff like that. That, that. that also can happen, of course. Yeah. Uh, how is that for you to to see it, see it in action in that sense? It's really cool. Yeah. Like Because for me, this was an idea I had for quite a long time. Um, but then obviously there's a lot of development work in the meantime and it, it takes a lot of revisions like it, it just takes a lot of time to build this mm. but then to to see the process from just it being an idea to actually people using it people who i don't know people who i've never met people who don't even know like i you know i started did this with few people um, but then they are using it and telling me how awesome it is. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's a bit like this. Uh, I have that with the podcast as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's cool when someone says, "Oh, I listen to your podcast." Yeah, and it's it's really weird, like a weird thing. Like you're you're doing this in a meeting room somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just recording it and just putting it live, and that's people awesome. are listening to it. Yeah, it, it's crazy. But uh, it's I think. Uh, it's interesting to get into uh, starting up a little bit. Yeah. So uh, how how did that work? Because uh, you have some technical knowledge, uh, but uh, actually creating the app and stuff like that, you probably need someone for that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, how did that process go? Yeah. So yeah, the first, 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 first version of this app, which was uh, not too good, it was just um, an idea I had for it. So the restaurants could put up a deal on a last minute basis if food is about to expire. And I envisioned it like, yeah, it should like look like this. I just drew it on paper. Like, I'm not too good with drawing. So yeah, it, it looked really cool. ugly. <laughs> but uh, so I drew it on paper and then I showed it to a friend of mine who is a designer. I said, can you maybe make something of this? Because I want to show it to people. I want to tell people I want to, you know, maybe raise money with an investor. I want to yeah. have something to show. So he made a design of that. And actually, uh, there are tools online, as you probably also know, like if you have a design, you can tap on it. It sort of works. It's a it, mock-up. Yeah. A mock-up. Yeah, it doesn't really work, but it gives you the feeling of how it would work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we had an idea and then we were looking for developers. And then I realized <laughs> developers are more expensive than I thought. <laughs> I had no clue. I just graduated. I, did I know how, yeah, yeah. how much yeah, do you pay? Uh, for, for sure. I mean, yeah. And when you look at freelance, it's even more. <laughs> it was yeah, it's really high the prices. So uh, I put up a job on freelancer.com, mm-hmm. and I said, "This is what I want to have. This is what it should look like. Uh, can you tell me how much it costs?" Well, I think within four hours, we got like ninety. Uh, replies with quotes like within four hours mm. and then <laughs> shady <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we eventually decided to go for one of them i actually called some references and they were positive uh, it was a company uh, based in india okay. and actually what they built it was good as in it worked um, but then later on when a project was, fin- was finished i asked them like hey can you maybe incorporate push notifications yeah yeah we can do that we can do that we will build it. And then two weeks later, I was like, hey, how is the push notifications coming along? Yeah, yeah, it's almost done. It's almost done. <laughs> and actually, one and a half month later, they still weren't working. And then they called me like, yeah, Rolf, 
actually we don't really know how to how to do it oh no yeah so then i had a friend who was a developer look at the code and he was like oh my god Ralph, you're you have a big problem <laughs> apparently the code it was terrible like it worked but the code it was i mean it was it was quite a big mess yeah and uh that that's the disadvantage of not yes. <laughs> having the technical yes of yes for sure uh but uh how, how did it come from there so you you get this uh, of course this first version that uh, didn't work you couldn't integrate the push notification or at least <laughs> they couldn't do that yeah. uh how do how do you go from there because you probably already had to invest something into, into yeah. that uh, how, how do you go from there yeah so i did get a lot of feedback from the restaurants who were working with restauranto mm. which basically already led me to the idea of the app which we are currently running um but i understood now okay if we want to do this well we need to do it by developers who are experienced mm. um it, it's going to take a lot of uh, it's going to cost a lot of money so i figured okay we need to probably raise money from an investor um so i created a pitch i uh, joined a startup competition it's called the present your startup here in the netherlands okay and uh, it was hosted by Jort Kelder. We came in the finals, it, yeah. which was really cool. <laughs> and, yeah, but, he, he's famous in the Netherlands. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's, quite, yeah he's quite famous. Yeah. Um, which was really cool because uh, after I did my pitch, I got a lot of really tough questions from the crowd. Like, yeah, but this is never going to work. But then he he really believed in the idea. I was like, no, it's going to work. And he, he really answered the questions for me. Hmm. So that video of that pitch that I put that on LinkedIn, and then it was like maybe... Two weeks later, then I got a phone call like, hey, Ralph, I saw your video on LinkedIn. Do you still need money? Mm. Yeah, I need money. And yeah. then, then we raised uh, money from uh, two That investors. was an investor that, that yes. contacted you. Yes, yes. So yeah. how, how did he see the video? Is it Was it because it was shared that much? or? Yeah, it was shared quite a lot. Mm. And I think a friend of, friend of him pointed at the video like, you should talk to that guy. Oh, okay. That's yeah. crazy. Because yeah. a, a lot of people don't, uh, uh, don't see LinkedIn as a kind of a, a good way to find these kind of investors right they're like okay you can link up and everybody's like okay but if i post it there will it be shared and stuff like yeah that, right? i think maybe we got lucky Could yeah very well be yeah, yeah i think course. so of course so uh, do you know why he believed in the the idea so much um it was mainly to do because of the dynamic pricing and if you think about it well at least in my opinion it is quite obvious like dynamic pricing it is working if you book a hotel uh, room like the prices are fluctuating yeah it's working if you book a flight ticket like they're making a lot of money on dynamic pricing if you think about it it's pretty weird that it doesn't work in restaurants yeah it is yeah. and then i figured okay uh, and i told him like the reason why it's not working in restaurants is because restaurants they have a paper menu and it's impossible to change the price every five minutes and i pitched that to him and he's like yeah yeah, let's do That's it. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and the 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 interesting part is, I I listened to a podcast a while ago. It was by Tim Ferriss. Yeah, uh, and he was talking to uh, Nick Coconas, I think his name was. Okay. Uh, he was a restaurateur, so he had like oh, yeah. uh, restaurants and stuff like that. And the the crazy thing is that uh, he actually from uh, doing he wasn't in the restaurant business at all he started in the restaurant business with some chef that he knew ah, yeah. and stuff like that but the interesting part here was that he actually was like okay these kind of point of sale systems and stuff like that it's really not working for me <laughs> because it, it had to do with actually booking and stuff like that yeah. and what they did was actually create software yeah which is crazy as a restaurant to yeah, to, to invest about. in that yeah because they were like okay uh we the actually the systems that are there are just not working for us yeah so we're going to create that 
That's crazy. our own system to to do that. And I think the the system was is still pretty successful. Not sure what, what the name is, but oh, that's it, really cool. It, but that's interesting from from my perspective because that's something that uh, someone that doesn't have maybe the knowledge. Uh, required to start a restaurant, let alone start software, <laughs> uh, start creating software in that sense. So, um, what I was wondering about is, uh, you got that initial investment. Uh, yeah. So, how do you how did you pick what to invest in? Because uh, you you get uh, some cash to to uh, to to burn, of course, yeah. and not burn literally, <laughs> but <laughs> to, to spend. Yeah, yeah. To spend on on stuff. So, what what did you? spend it on most and what, what what did you look at yeah i made some mistakes definitely <laughs> no <laughs> those so, are good to learn yeah. from as well <laughs> no so the mo- most of the cash went into development of the app obviously sure. because yeah. yeah that's quite expensive and then uh marketing but i mean yeah also we we tried a lot of things like flyers uh stickers posters like you name it if somebody had an idea like yeah, you should try that and then you because you raise funding and it for me well it is quite a lot of money but for me definitely it was quite a lot of money just being graduated yeah um you think yeah we have all the money in the world it it yeah you you burn faster than you should in <laughs> hindsight like now i realize like some of the things we bought like we bought also new macbooks which i still use so in that sense yeah, but it, that's a different investment. Right? Yeah, uh, but the the what was what was the biggest mistake? <laughs> the biggest mistake because you can a lot of people can learn from from those mistakes. Yeah, well, I think I don't know if it's the biggest, but it felt like the biggest is we bought these uh, saddle covers, which you can put on a bike, which okay. then set restauranto blah blah. Oh yeah, um, bikes it, are huge. In yeah, Netherlands, yeah, of course. <laughs> so Very I get true. why you did that. <laughs> But then, like, uh, these things, uh, we, we paid, like, I think maybe over a thousand euros, so not that expensive, but still. Uh, and then after, like, one week, if people ride on these bikes, you don't see Restaurante anymore on it. Like, the, yeah. the paint, it, it was just gone. And it didn't really convert to any app users. Like, it was just one of these things, like, oh, that's pretty cool to do. Let's mm. do it. But I never really researched whether it actually converts people to buying customers. And yeah, it was more fun yeah. on side. Uh, what was the best investment? Ooh, the best investment. Because, I, I, of course, development is, is very important, but there are a lot of things that uh, can make or break a product in that sense. But yeah. what, what was the best one, do you think? That's a super good question. I think, honestly, this, this sounds maybe bad, but I think Facebook advertising for us, okay. it works really well. Um, I think Restauranto is the type of product where people like to talk about as in, hey, hey, friend, if I tell this to you, you're going to save money. So people don't mind sharing it with their friends. So I think these kind of social advertisement for us, uh, mm. they, they convert pretty well. Yeah, and th- that makes sense because that's that's the type of product it is, right? It's yeah. kind of a networking product in that sense yeah. because you want to get as much people as possible to use the app yeah. because uh, it's also beneficial for the restaurants in the end. So as you said, when someone orders, the other one that's going to order is going to pay a little bit more. Yeah. But it, it kind of enhances that network effect. Yeah. In that sense. So uh, have you uh, have you done anything like uh, uh, like trying to get more people to use it by sharing or whatever? Yeah. So currently we are doing a little experiment uh, where if you download it Restauranto, one hour after you get a push notification, which tells you, hey, uh, use this promo code to get five euros off, which is really nice. But then also it says... Uh, tap here to share it with your friends and give your friends also five euros. Mm. 
um, which then shares it through WhatsApp. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So you're giving gifts to your friends, basically. Yeah, yeah. A lot of apps do that as well. Yeah. When you look at the, for example, the ride sharing, the scooters and stuff like Definitely. that, it, you're you're getting like uh, free minutes to yeah. to use, for example, a scooter yeah. ar- around town to just get more people on the app. Of yeah. course. Uh, and and that's interesting because that that as soon as you create this kind of networking effect where you have like people that uh, are uh, actually sharing it but also saying okay i'm going to use it and maybe i can help you with something right yeah. by giving you this this discount or whatever uh that that really works you can see that all over the place right yeah uh, i mean an uber wouldn't be uh, a success if they didn't have all those people that want to drive the cars for them for right? sure yeah so what um when you look at the these kind of, so how are you organized so how what what kind of uh, people do you have mo- mainly in the company because you were with ten. Pe- you are with ten people at yeah. the moment. Yeah. So how is that? How does that uh, kind of differentiation look like? So how many developers, uh, designers, and stuff like that? Yeah. So the design uh, I do myself, uh, and then we have three developers: uh, one for the Android app, one for the iOS app, and a backend uh, developer. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the team is basically split up in sales and marketing. Okay. Um. So sales just means calling restaurants, knocking on their doors, yeah. getting them on the app. And uh, with regards of marketing, we do quite a lot of uh, content marketing. So we write a lot of blogs, which is actually going really well. We are getting like now 40,000 visitors a month through Google every that's month. That's crazy, yeah. And it's it's increasing uh, every month quite a lot. So for us, that's working quite well. Yeah, so that, that content marketing part is interesting because uh, what do you write about in that sense? It's really stupid. It's a lot of repetition, but uh, where it comes down to is uh, the best restaurants maybe in Rotterdam South uh-huh. or the best... Uh, Spanish restaurants in Rotterdam and then we just we do research we we make you a go list. to the restaurants I we, hope. Go, we, we go to the restaurants <laughs> we, we read a lot of reviews we, yeah. yeah we really do we, we put in quite a lot of effort and then these kind of lists are actually what people are searching for apparently mm. and we yeah we are in a lot of number one spots for these kind of things so uh, let's talk about acquisition a bit because that's interesting uh, um, to get the restaurants in is it could be a pretty hard uh, because there are so many restaurants and so many uh, uh, food things in that in in the yeah. Netherlands, but also in Rotterdam. Uh, how uh, so? You you mentioned that you call them. So how does that? That's kind of cold calling, right? Yeah, you're you're, you're cold calling a, a restaurant and saying, "Oh, I have this app. Maybe it would be interesting to you." How, how does that go? So yeah, we do two things. One, indeed, we we cold call and then we say like, "Hey, we have something cool which could bring a lot of people to your restaurant." I know you're busy, so I won't bother you right now, <laughs> but can I come for a cup of coffee next week? Yeah. And then they'll say, yeah, sure, or they don't. But a lot of them say, yeah, sure, you can come over. Mm. And then when we actually have the meeting with the restaurant, we just ask them like, hey, um, can you guess how long does the average lunch break take in the Netherlands? Mm. And then they say, yeah, maybe 30 minutes. Okay. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should. I don't know. Maybe. So then we st- uh, ask them a second question. We ask them, okay, how long does it take to have lunch at your restaurant? Like including uh, watching the menu, mm. ordering, waiting for the food, paying. Yeah, waiting yeah. for the waiter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's maybe one hour. And then we say, okay, that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then we tell them about Restauranta where you can pre-order to get uh, people in the door who actually don't have time, but they can still come to eat at your restaurant. That's the crazy incentive because it's just the... the, the 
it it's it's crazy in two ways. So you have the time saving, of course, but you also have the the volume, right? So you can get more people in, yeah. actually, and faster out of the door. That's 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 what you want <laughs> as a restaurant because you want to get as much people as possible. Yeah, some restaurants they tell us, no, 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 we have a, we have too many people already, and then we say, okay, then we have another idea. Uh, well, not another idea, but another benefit for you because restaurant users uh, normally spend uh, less time in your restaurant this means you can sell your table twice mm. well then they then, start then, then, then they get excited yes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, do you uh, also do kind of takeout so uh, people can order and because uh, uh, not a lot of people or some people do prefer sitting in the restaurant themselves but uh, sometimes the restaurant doesn't even have seats yeah uh, so uh, do you also do that yeah we also do uh, takeaway for some restaurants indeed yeah. actually i think two weeks ago i bought restauranto bags so they can uh, put the food in the restauranto bags which oh, okay. i hope is another acquisition tactic which will you know people see the bag like hey what is what yeah. does it say yeah what you also see a lot is like the stickers right on the door yeah like we have that. stickers on the door as well yeah yeah, yeah we're doing everything yeah <laughs> you got it <laughs> uh, but but those are kind of the things that that can push your brand because that yeah. that's basically what it comes down to right everybody should know that there is this app that's called restaurant which you can use right yeah that's the idea yeah that's interesting uh so uh what, what i wanted to get into a little bit uh, just shortly you mentioned that you do the donations right yeah. so you do a donation every time someone uh, orders a meal so how does the, how did that come about um yeah for me it was really a thing like i really want to do something about it mm-hmm uh, actually, when I tried to raise funds with investors, quite some investors said no because of this, because they said, oh. well, if this is going to scale, you're going to give away a lot of money. I think it's stupid. And then I said, okay, then we're not making a deal. Yeah, but that's not the rest, right investor for you. Then. No, definitely. So it, it was fine. We just separated our own way. Mm. Um, so for me, it was really important. And the way we do it is for every booking, uh, we sent a small uh, commission. Well, it's like 30 cents to buy like a, a proper meal in Uganda. Uh, we send 30 cents to a charity we have over there. And then we have uh, quite a lot of volunteers who actually use that money to go to farmers. So they buy the food from local farmers, they cook it, and they give it to these kids, which is another benefit because the farmers are also indirectly okay. uh, profiting from it. That's crazy. That's That's really interesting because then you're supporting a local economy as well. Yeah. I think uh, Tom's Shoes, I mm-hmm. don't know if you know the brand they give, if, yeah. if you buy a pair of Tom's Shoes, they also give a pair of shoes in Africa. Okay. Um, but they are being criticized quite a lot because they don't produce the shoes, the shoes in there. Africa. Uh, they just produce them themselves. I so know. they are destroying the food, uh, the shoe market. The, I get it. What people are saying then. Yeah, yeah, but that that, that makes sense. I mean, that, that's 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 the that's the fun part, right? When you can see that it also has that impact, not yeah. just the impact of people having a meal, but uh, also supporting the local entrepreneurs there. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Mm. So, um, how do you? How do you see uh, some things changing in the future for kind of restaurant bookings and stuff like that? What do you see happening there? Because this is already different to what uh, restaurants are used to. Yeah. So someone ordering in advance and then saying, okay, I'm going to be there at 10 and then. And uh, yeah. How does that work? Well, I think two big things. I think one is uh, because of the dynamic pricing, I think there will be more balance in a restaurant. Like what you see right now, most restaurants, they are almost empty on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Friday, Saturday, they're always booked <laughs> two weeks in advance. So I hope with dynamic pricing, there will be a more even spread. Um, 
so it's cheaper, but then also for the restaurant, they make more on those slow days. So that's one. And I think too, uh, one really cool thing we are now doing is if you actually book through a restaurant, though, we, we ask you for a review, but not just about the restaurant, but we know what you had for lunch or dinner. So we ask you for a review of the meal. Mm. Right now we are collecting all the data. Yeah. So it, it's not enough yet to do something with it. But at some point we want to say, hey, you should try the burger at this restaurant. Hey, you should try the lasagna at this restaurant. A lot of people are saying it's good. Yeah. yeah, you can give recommendations in that sense. Yeah. Ah, that's crazy. That That's even more interesting when you look at it. Because that that's that's data that's also valuable for the restaurant, right? Because yeah. they then they will see, okay, this is not selling at all, right? No, this, this, yeah. This particular thing. And also they, they can learn from the food, which is apparently making sure that their customers are telling other people like, oh my God, this lasagna was so good. Ah. So they should push their lasagna maybe more ah. because it's working for them. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, what happens if you? Uh, I, I just, uh, I just that just popped yeah. into my head. So, what happens if you order something and you're like coming at the, you're at the restaurant and you're like, eh, it was actually not what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted something else. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> no. So, if you're in the app, you see pictures of the food. You see a short description. Yeah. Um, so you kind of know what you're gonna get. Obviously. You know, sometimes it won't be, it won't match your expe- expectations. That's different, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just bad. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah but basically it's just, okay, you ordered it. You just yeah, just it. like if you go to a restaurant normally, you order something and it's not what you wanted. But you pay in advance, so that's that's a, a different than the Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. I mean, I guess you could ask the restaurant, like, hey, I'm sorry, this is really not what I like. But then I guess it's more up to the restaurant to deal if with If they that. want to compensate you yeah, for Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So... Uh, I want to wrap up, so I have one more question. Yeah. Uh, so, what are you most proud of since you started this whole journey? Yeah. Well, actually, that was I think two months ago. Um, I saw in our backend obviously that a lot of uh, w- w- there was one restaurant which got a lot of bookings. Uh, I think it was the Alice Gourmet Burger next to the Central Station in Rotterdam. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like twenty people who booked through us during lunch at that restaurant. Uh, so I wanted to go and check that out. So I also booked at that restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I came in that restaurant and I saw all these tables of people of which I knew, like they booked through our app. Right. And that was so cool, like to be in there. Like, again, they didn't know who I was, so they had no clue. And I saw them sitting like, yes, you know, we did this. That felt pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, That's, uh, yeah that, that must be a surreal thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that. just again, like you had an idea and now there's 20 people using it. Yeah, that's really awesome. Did you actually talk to one of them? I should have. I should have. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, do why that. did you? <laughs> I, I should have. Uh, yeah. I it's, don't know. A, it's an interesting story to say. Did you book through that? Yeah. I'm actually one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I should have in hindsight, but I was just too excited. And yeah, I understand. <laughs> I mean, it's completely, completely normal. So, uh, how can uh, people find you on the internet? Uh, well, restauranto. That's dot com. That's our website. Yeah. And I guess uh, me personally, my name is Ralf de Groot. And if you think it's an interesting story, feel free to add me on LinkedIn or whatever. Sure. And yeah. uh, of course, download the app. Download the app. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's currently uh, just. Is it just in the Netherlands or is it just? Uh, it's in a particular area. It's currently in Rotterdam, also okay. Amsterdam, and then this fall we're coming to The Hague and Utrecht. Okay. That's that's good actually. That's a good point to to make. It's it's good to kind of start like that, right? Yeah. Especially. In these kinds of systems because if you were doing the whole of the Netherlands it's impossible yeah it's almost impossible in the in the beginning yeah but, uh, exactly 
Very cool. Very cool, interesting Thanks, story, man. Rolf. Uh, and thank you for, for being my guest. Um, and of course, for the people listening, you can find the Bits vs. Byte podcast on bitsvsbytes.com. And of course, all major podcasting platforms and Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and Instagram, it's all Bits vs. Bytes. And uh, I started a newsletter. So uh, if you want five interesting things about business, tech, or leadership, uh, you can find it on bitsvsbytes.com slash newsletter. And I would like to thank you for listening. And I'll see you next time.